All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of Southeast 2's podcast. It is Thursday, July 5th, 2018. On today's episode, going to share some thoughts on several topics uh, around the league, and you will notice the format uh, for this specific episode. Keep that in mind because that's going to kind of be what I use pretty much uh, throughout the rest of the offseason as we go into the regular season. Now, of course, we'll still have episodes that will be more interview-based where I'll talk to coaches and analysts around the league. Um, those will be, of course, just normal interview episodes, but the ones that I do, uh, solo will be kind of like this, where I I look at some thoughts, uh, on specific teams, uh, maybe the, the most recent developments, if there's any interesting storylines, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, we'll kind of in the second half kind of break down uh, a specific player because there are so many good players in this league now, as we know. Now, I think it's worth sort of giving all of them uh, a good look. And, you know, we may not cover every single player on every single roster, but I'm going to try to, uh, you know, break down as many different players as I can as we go throughout the summer and throughout this preview series because I think it'll be a lot of fun to do uh, because, again, we talk about the depth in this league right now. It's pretty incredible. Uh, So there's a lot of good stuff to talk about in looking at some of, you know, how these players progressed last season, where you can kind of see them going heading into next year. So there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. So we're going to try this out. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it and sort of uh, gives you a lot of different things you can kind of digest in the world of SEC basketball. So let's go ahead and dive into uh, the main thought for today's episode, and that is uh, the Auburn Tigers. As I tweeted out a couple days ago, um, I was able to, for the second year in a row, had the opportunity to write the Auburn preview for Athlon Sports College Basketball Preview Magazine. Um, always a great read. Uh, I've always kind of talked about that for years now. Uh, it's an enjoyable read every single year and, you know, just had the, a great opportunity to do that once again. And uh, it was uh, it's a learning experience as it always is because you really, you know, you, I look at these teams year-round and you really kind of feel like you have a feel of it. But once you get into writing these specific previews, you know, you want to know every little thing and try to find uh, all these tiny, you know, intricacies, both positive and negative, that you could see come into play uh, with different teams. And so that was definitely the case with Auburn. And and I tweeted out, you know, different thoughts on them. But I think when you look at Auburn, the roster itself is very impressive. And that's not really a surprise when, when we consider, you know, who comes back and kind of all the, the pieces that are in place. And that's kind of been the case now for the past couple of years. Um, when you look at this roster itself, you have the guys that are coming back that, that played huge roles last year, of course, and that starts uh, with the guys in the backcourt with Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, those guys who, who really just were, were the main sort of catalyst for, for everything last year, and they made that team go. Um, and then, you, to add to that, you get Austin Wiley, you get Dan Joe Purifoy back, you add Samir Dowdy, the VCU transfer, into the mix. Um, and so that gives them uh, some, some room there to work with, with a lot of different options. And I think that's going to be the biggest strength for this Auburn team going into next year. And that's going to be the main theme, I think, is options. Because they do have options in terms of how they're going to be able to play. Um, and Bruce Pearl mentioned this on the SEC Coaches Teleconference uh, last week. He mentioned, you know, he feels like it's the deepest they've been um, in terms of size. It's sort of the biggest team he's had. And so that will certainly, you know, give him flexibility in terms of how they can attack teams on a night-in and night-out basis. 
He also did mention the other side to that, to where, yes, they have more depth in the front court. They're not just going to be a guard-oriented team. They have a lot more depth in the front court now, of course, when you get a guy like Wiley back, knowing you know how well that Anthony McLemore, Horace Spencer, those guys play. Chumo Kiki, of course, I think he's going to have a big jump from his freshman to sophomore season. And so he's going to once again be relied upon uh, to, to play big minutes for them. I think his, his role is only going to expand here going forward. Um, and so you look at that, knowing kind of the size that you have, and Bruce Pearl said this, you know, on the other side of that to where they were so good at playing the small ball last season, and you just look at it in terms of their numbers and just all the three-pointers that they made. Uh, once again, set, set a school record for how many threes they made. They made 324 three-pointers last year. And so they played that up-tempo type of style, and that's always how he likes to play, and that's how you know Pearl likes to coach. Uh, we've seen that at all of his different stops. And so now when you have that size added back into the mix, how do they play? And I think that's a good problem to have, though, uh, for him because Wiley is someone to where you know what you're getting. You know you're getting a very strong physical presence uh, in the pain, and he's someone that will continue to kind of develop his game, of course, because remember, I mean, he's still a young kid. I mean, but you can't teach that kind of size and sort of that ability that's going to translate to the NBA level. Uh, you know, whenever he, he goes to the draft, it's going to translate, I think, just knowing that size. And we've seen the skills already. So I think it's a matter of adding him into the mix, seeing how that changes maybe the approach from the offensive standpoint. Uh, but it is a good problem to have, I think, because you do have all these different guys that can run up and down the court, and we saw how effective they can be when they're out in transition, when they're getting open shots um, like they did on the perimeter last year. And you're still going to see that. And I don't think if you're someone, let's say you're an Auburn fan, um, that, that's worried, you know, how drastically is our playing style going to change? It's not going to be that much of a, of a drastic change. I mean, it's a good problem to have when you have a, a now a, a player that can make a huge impact in the paint uh, on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, I think that's the good problem that you're going to have. And not only that, but he's going to impact the game on the defensive standpoint. He's going to be a good rebounder. Uh, and that's just going to add to what guys like McLemore, uh, Spencer did on the defensive end of the floor last year. So it, it just gives Auburn another you know, huge presence in there. And I think it, it's going to help them have the ability to go up against some of these teams and not just say, hey, we're only going to be able to beat you with the small ball. We're going to be able to beat you and attack you in a lot of different directions. And I think that's something that Bruce Pearl and his staff have to be excited about uh, because now they're able to play uh, a lot of different sort of a variety of different styles, I think, with a team like this because you do have a lot of versatility on your roster. Um, and again, you do have that traditional size uh, that maybe they lacked a year ago. So now you get that all added into the mix, and, and I think it also goes to the mental approach. Uh, we, we've seen the, the, the quote, it's unfinished business. That's kind of the theme of this team right now um, because you always wonder, a team like that that really had a chip on its shoulder last year, we saw how they used um, you know, the whole NCAA, FBI investigation stuff. They used that. It was a fuel uh, for them the, pretty much the entire season. And so now you go into this year, you did things last year that really no one expected you to do in terms of winning an SEC regular season title, getting to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so you look at that from that standpoint, and you want to see how that approach is there. Is that sort of same type of drive 
still going to be there. And I think that's what you always look at with teams like this who are coming off such an impressive season. You want to be able to kind of keep them on that same level in terms of that momentum carrying over uh, and having that same type of hunger and approach, which if you look at, you know, what they're all doing, what they're saying so far this offseason, they're on that same level because, again, it goes back to the unfinished business theme and all that. It's clear that all these guys that came back who, would, who uh, you know, declared for the NBA draft, they all decided to come back because they thought there was that next level that they want to get to. And so I think that's something you can look at with a team like this. But from a pure talent standpoint, there's no doubt that Auburn's one of the most talented teams in the SEC. They're one of the most talented teams in the country, and that's why you'll probably see them uh, ranked you know, in there in that top 10, top 15 in the preseason polls because of that depth now. Uh, that they have in all these different sort of spots, and that's where you add in guys like Samir Dowdy, who's going to come in and really make an impact right away. Uh, A guy like Javon McCormick, who is the uh, Juco kid that they just picked up, and he's someone that you know Pearl called a really important signing for them just because of being able to help uh, in the backcourt. And again, that gives you the options to where you've got these four guys at the guard position in Harper, Brown, Dowdy and McCormick, who you feel like you can interchange and do a lot of different things with. Uh, so I think that's going to give them, you know, the luxury of being able to do that to where you can have several different guys playing point guard. You can have several different guys playing off the ball. So you've got a lot of different ways you can go in terms of how you approach things in the backcourt. And then we already mentioned the front court, just knowing uh, what you're getting with, with the addition of Wiley back on the court and kind of knowing what his mindset's going to be uh, after having sit, sitting out last year, you know, to where now you feel like he's going to come in with something to prove. And I think that's only going to help uh, this Auburn team. So you look at it from that perspective, you know, I, I'm really high on Auburn again. I was high on him last year, probably higher than, than most people were last year. Of course, I couldn't have predicted kind of the way that the whole thing would unfold. But I really did think last year you looked at sort of that nucleus. They were still a little bit young. Of course, you were relying on sophomores uh, mostly from that group. You knew that was kind of that that crew that, that went from their freshman season to their sophomore seasons, and they were going to, to be even better. But now you get them moving forward yet again, and I think it just makes this team very talented. Now, of course, you also have to, to bring up the, the guys that they lost, and certainly losing someone like Mustafa Heron. Uh, is a big blow because he, he was a player that did a lot of things for them, and we know uh, how well he played at times. I mean, you can just remember kind of the, the, the way he could score, the way he could defend, and he was kind of one of those guys where when he got going, he was really hard to stop. Um, so certainly replacing someone like that is not an easy thing to do, and there were other guys, of course, that they lost as well. Davion Mitchell, very good on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Deshaun Murray did a little bit of everything for him. Uh, but I think that's where the emergence of a guy like McLemore, which, as we know, um, had the injury against South Carolina that ended his season. They think he's going to be fine and really have a chance now, be ready to go. Uh, but if he is kind of at the level he was last year, boy, he just made such a, a huge impact in terms of the way he affected the game. Uh, one of the country's best shot blockers last year. And so you, you have a guy like that's going to be able to fill some of those voids that were left by the guys that, that transferred out. But there's a lot of different aspects to this Auburn team that I think are very positive going into a year like this where you're trying to continue to keep things rolling in the right direction. And I think, you know, you go into this year and you're really thinking that this is one of those teams you'll put right there uh, in the SEC title hunt yet again. So uh, be sure to look out for that once it hits the uh, 
the new stands, I can't remember exactly when it comes out, um, but I know it's uh, it'll be out and have a chance to, to pick up a copy of this year's Athlon Sports College Basketball Preview Magazine. Um, so it was a lot of fun to do, as always, uh, and always kind of enjoy, uh, you know, dissecting these teams and, and getting an opportunity uh, to write about them there in the preview magazine. So moving on to the player of the day. I mentioned that earlier, going to really uh, take a deep dive into some of these different players and, and kind of break down their game as they prepare for the 2018-19 season. Today's player of the day is Mississippi State forward Abdul Adu. Uh, who is someone that you know you heard a lot about uh, as he he came into the program and of course he had to sit out a year and then had the opportunity uh, to step on the court last year for them and boy he just made a, a big impact I think if you kind of heard Ben Howland talking about him once he got into the program and and he was excited I think about the addition and knowing kind of the, the talent that was there and just if you look at his numbers from last year. Averages 7.8 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 1.9 block shots. He shot 61.5% from the floor, and he also played, you know, almost 20, he played 27 minutes a game. So you look at that, and for a, a freshman season, uh, that's pretty impressive in terms of what he was able to do. And he had a lot of, you know, games where he just made such a, a big impact, I think, in a lot of different areas. And that's where. Ben Howland kind of always has talked about his versatility and his energy, uh, needing someone like that on the court. And we'll talk more about Mississippi State as we go throughout the summer. But Mississippi State's going to be a team you're going to be able to throw in there as well when you talk about potential SEC title contenders because of everybody they have coming back. And I think with the Dew, um, he's someone that with that type of size and kind of knowing what he can do, and you you add that type of size. I mean, you got a 6'11 kid. Um, who is already joining a team that, that has a lot of players uh, that with size, and they have good length and athleticism on that Mississippi State team. And it's going to be the case again this year when you think about what they're going to bring in in terms of their freshman class, a very good freshman class they're going to add to the mix. But you also bring a back, you bring Eric Holman back, you got E.J. Datcher, all these different guys with so much size. And I think for a do. The biggest thing to watch for with him is really just going to need to to stay out of foul trouble, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, but but that's something too we talk about a lot with freshmen sometimes and big men. Um, it takes a little while to to adjust to that speed and, and things like that, and, and that can kind of result uh, in a lot of you know situations where you're fouling more uh, than you're going to kind of the following year. And I think with someone like him, uh, who who's such a a really like we said a very energetic force on both ends in the way that he plays, uh, that, that just kind of comes with the territory. And I think you'll see that going into next year. The game slows down, you know, as you move into each year. Uh, and certainly freshman season, your first time stepping on the floor, he still played a, a big role for this team. And you talk about just kind of looking at the numbers again and all the different things that, that he was able to do. You know, he tied Jarvis Bernardo, uh, his freshman record with, with 67 total block shots. And everybody remembers Jarvis Bernardo. Uh, and really just what a playmaker he was on the defensive end of the court for that program. And I think that kind of shows you what the, the potential is there. And I think you look at a kid like this who's adding more polish now, uh, who's able to develop more skills, you know, and it also helps because of who he's going against because they have a lot of very skilled players on that team. And Ben Howland, you know, knows that. He knows that these guys are kind of getting better um, and they're able to kind of push each other. 
Uh, so I think you look at it to, to where Abdul-Adu is someone that, that's going to continue to rise, and it's really going to help. Like we say, when you look at all this depth that Mississippi State has, um, knowing what he can contribute from a, a rebounding block shot um, standpoint, it's huge. But I think as his offensive game continues to develop, uh, he's certainly going to have an opportunity to get a lot of different uh, points off of second-chance opportunities and being able to turn defense into offense. I think it's really going to help a guy like that. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop because you think about a kid with that kind of size and knowing how much he's already been on the court as a freshman now going into his next season, um, I do think he's someone to really watch out for uh, because I, I think he he's has a lot of uh, potential here to really uh, continue to elevate up the ladder in terms of just overall impact players in the SEC. And he's got a pretty bright future ahead. Uh, I think he's going to be someone uh, that a lot of teams are not going to want to see uh, when they're driving into the lane going into next season uh, and really just going up against him because I think it's going to be kind of fun to see how he's developed during the offseason, surely set to take another step forward as he goes into next year. So there's your player of the day, Abdul Adu from Mississippi State. And as I mentioned, there will be a lot more of these to come as we go throughout the offseason here on the Southeast Hoops podcast and, of course, over at southeasthoops.com. But if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that by going to iTunes. Just search for Southeast Hoops. That way you can subscribe, get all these episodes delivered to you as soon as they go up. They will start to go up more frequently now uh, here throughout the offseason, and we'll have, like I mentioned, a very similar format. We're going to have a lot of guests on the way, have some lined up already. Uh, There's going to be a lot of good stuff. So if you love SEC basketball, you need to make sure you're subscribed, uh, not only to the podcast, but make sure you go over to southeasthoops.com. I've got written stuff going up over there every single day. So there's something going up. Uh, every every day. So no matter what it is, whether it's recruiting, uh, whether it's other interesting stuff that I find, there's kind of stuff going up all the time over there. Uh, so be sure you, you, look, you head over to the website, check all that out, um, and continue to follow this as we go throughout the offseason, uh, heading into what's going to be uh, really just a, a very good year, I think, for SEC basketball. We said that last year, uh, but really when you look at the, the league as a whole right now, Uh, looking around at the talent throughout the conference. Uh, It's going to be a really fun year. It's going to make for a lot of entertaining games. So you want to make sure you're subscribed and keep up with everything uh, to get you ready for the start of the 2018-19 season. So thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time.